Welcome to the Hyperfast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyperfast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyperfast. Welcome to the show today, guys. We have an amazing guest, I think, at least an amazing guest. Uh, we're going to be talking about coronavirus, the impact on the market, the myths, the reality, what you should be thinking if you're an agent or someone buying or selling a home, all that good stuff. Welcome to the show today, Drew Carpenter. Thanks for having me, Dan. Appreciate it. Got our coronavirus elbow bump in uh and look guys this is a serious thing that's that's going on it's affecting a lot of people it's affecting the economy on a scale we haven't seen since 2008 time so this is uh the black swan event at least for the financial economic markets and you know people people are scared and i wanted to bring an agent on my team on the show today that's on the ground with buyers and sellers and give you some insight you know, into uh, what's going on out there. So before we dive into that, Drew, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about your background, experience in real estate, all that great stuff. Well, I've been with uh, Dan and Carey for about four years now. Um, I had done recruiting and software sales and a few other things before that, but I uh, really like, actually love real estate and found the right team. And it's been a, a great four years since, yeah, coming on July 2016 is when I joined. So coming up on four years in a little bit here. In regards to everything that's going on, yeah, obviously he, you're right. It's a Black Swan event. We have never encountered this. Nobody quite knows exactly what to do. I think as long as you're keeping the public health interests primary and that's the main focus of your real estate business, you will persevere and come out better on the other end of this. Yeah, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more. And just so you guys know, like, Drew's not some, uh, you know, new agent or, uh, you know, one of those low-volume low producers. He did 29 deals in the last 12 months, which is almost three times as much as most agents do. And you're on pace to, to, to Break that this year, right? Yes, sir. I, I, don't, I don't know for sure. But every year. More, every year I sell more houses, so... Right, well, that should be the goal. Every, every year should be your best year, right? That's the goal, yeah. First off, you know, the, the one myth I think that we should address for real estate agents out there, buyers, sellers, is, oh my gosh, this thing's happened, real estate's coming to grinding halt. Well, that's not true. Our team did, uh, if I can recall, they did... This many deals yesterday, all right? 12 deals in one day, all right? Now, most, most agents or teams, that's like, you know, most agents, that's a good year. Most teams, that's like a good month. But we, we knocked that out in one day. It happened to be the day that the stock market had its... Uh, third, Not a good day for the stock market. Yeah, it was like the third worst uh, day ever in the stock market's history, right? That's what I hear. Yeah. So not a good day for the markets. 12 deals, right? So I think that that kind of shows you one thing. You know, if you're an agent out there and you've got buyers panicking about is it financially a good good time? Well, you know, one myth. Oh, 
That's a little hard to read. So myth, what myths are out there, right? Well, one is stock market is bad, right? But this does not equal the real estate market, right? They're different. Stock market does not equal the real estate market. So are you, are you dealing with buyers that are talking about the stock market or is that affecting them at all? Or what's, what's the deal there? You know, the biggest question buyers have come to me with, um, and it's more so they're going to their lenders first because the interest rates have fluctuated so much over the last couple of days. They're not quite sure, you know, are they able to lock it in? Do they need to be under contract to lock in the rate that they're at? Do they plan to go up or down? And we don't really have those answers quite yet. They have, you know, they spiked up to, what was it, 5% a day or two ago and are back down a little bit, so. They didn't get to five, they, they got to like four. Okay, well, it, it's somewhat on like a hour to hour basis at this point. So yeah. um, if you are actively looking in the market, just become your lender's best friend because uh, they're going to be able to know, you know, more in a time in more timely manner what you know what they're going to be able to do for you in terms of your rates. So I see a lot of buyers also kind of taking advantage of the fact that the rates might even go even lower. You know, they they're not quite as frenzied. Obviously, they want to be safe and they want to take the precautions needed. But I I haven't seen any real slowdown on the buy side. Yeah, I, I, I haven't either, and, and you know, you're seeing more the end, uh, middle of the pipeline and end of the pipeline, because you, you typically see like appointments and you see... All the way to closing. Closings, right? So when we're looking at the team as a whole, we'll see, you know, marketing, lead generation results, and by and large, the, the from start to finish, the pipeline looks pretty similar to what it did a week ago. Getting objections sometimes about stock market's down and we're scared and but look that does not equal the real estate market right another one we're getting is interest rates right like what's going on with that and i think there's some people are confused cuz like they see oh fed dropped the rate to zero not interest <laughs> rates are zero not a good translation no, no, to your uh, not a good translation uh, that is not the case so it's my second myth right is fed rates does not equal, Fed rate does not equal mortgage, right? They're just not the same. So when they say Fed rate goes to zero, you know, they're, they're talking about the, the, the rate that the Fed is, is setting for banks to lend to each other. And that, that kind of affects commercial loans and not so much uh, mortgages. Mortgages are more so tied to the 10-year treasury, not exactly, but that they're more correlated to that. And, you know, you saw them plummet what is it, about a week ago, like almost a three. I, I think I even saw some people get 30 years under three. Yeah. And the lenders got so overwhelmed. This is exactly what happened. The lenders got overwhelmed. And they weren't staffed up for the refis that were coming in and all that. It was crazy for them. And a lot of the big boys started raising their rates yep. to uh, control their pipeline. It was exactly. all about pipeline control. Yep. And... It caused the mortgage-backed securities markets to just swing wildly all over the place. But at the end of the day, if you got in at the worst time in that you know couple-day period, you were at like a 4.0 on your 30 years. Stupid, stupid, stupidly low, cheap money. Like you'll, you'll never, speaking. you know, you may never get that again, or it may stay there. I don't know, but it's, you know, you look back 80, 100 years, and like we've only seen one other time period where we've been at four, and we've never seen under four. So. Still a good time, even though, you know, they, they can go a little lower than what they might have been at a couple of days ago. If you're looking at a big picture here, they're still historically low. And one, one thing, too, I'd point out when you look at stock market, 
you know, not equal in the real estate market. You look at the Fed rate, does not equal mortgage rate. And if you're worried about getting in at three or four or somewhere in between or thinking, okay, the stock market's down, real estate's going to follow, right? Maybe some people think that. Well, here's the deal. In, in most areas, right, especially like the DMV area, like our area, like we're, we're never going to see 50% drops. We're lucky. Yeah, we're very lucky like, to live like here. Like a lot of the countries, you know, experienced 10 years ago. Like in most places, we saw a 10% drop. So for like buyers in our market or, or other markets where the fundamentals are strong, like even if there is a little bit of pause on the real estate side, that will not be as drastic as the price you'll pay if rates go up even like a point. Right? So you got to look at purchasing power. Um, so I think that's, you know, this, this is another kind of set of myths out there buyers are dealing with. I think another one, and I realize we're getting... Uh, Running out of space here on the big board, but another one has to do with uh, I can't, you know, I can't see homes, right? Can't see homes. Heard, heard buyers and sellers, you know, worried about this one, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, there's ways around that, right? There's ways to do this and and uh, and be safe. You know, are, are you showing people homes virtually or? Yeah, quite a bit. Tours, how's, how's that work? How do you do that? You know, it, it's going to be, you know, every situation is going to be a little different because every house you go in is going to have a different seller um, and every buyer you're working with is going to have different requirements of what they feel comfortable with. So it's going to be a little bit more legwork up front of scheduling and getting all that, you know, squared away, not rocket size, just a little extra work. So just make sure that before you take someone, you know, if you're working with a buyer and you're taking them to a few different homes, let them know if any of the homes are were like hesitant or were like, you know, they really wanted you to have hand sanitizer or something walking in. Just give a little context before you're walking into each home so they know like, because a lot of people, they like to open doors and touch things as they're going through. So it's, it's a better time to more so just keep your distance, look at the house, maybe not get into the nitty gritty and wait for an inspector to do that. Um, just respect the level of uncertainty that you know your agent might be dealing with or the sellers might be dealing with or buyers coming into your home might not feel as comfortable. So again, every situation is going to be a little different. Just play it by ear, do your best, and just know that everyone's going to have a different level of comfort moving forward. Yeah, I think, I think another thing you can really get good at is show them the homes virtually up front and do that for your sellers. Like you can, you can do the homes virtually, uh, you know, open houses and all that. And use that kind of as a pre-screening tool. So you know, if, if your typical buyer, maybe eight homes in person uh, prior to making an offer, you know, maybe by, by doing virtual tours, they can only see like two or three. Mm -hmm. and, and so you cut down on that number. You know, another thing to really focus on is, is let your buyers know, like if we pull up to the house and you don't like the neighborhood or the street or the neighbor or something you couldn't see online or, you know, whatever it is, or, or you open the door and you just hate it, like, you know, like some buyers feel obligated. Well, that I, I scheduled yeah, the time. Here, I, should, I should take my ten minutes. Like, no, just just cut it off and and, and don't go in, right? Yeah, and I think too, you know, finding out what what cover level your agent has going in. Where I I feel almost better doing virtual tours nowadays, just because I know some buyers aren't going to be okay going out. They don't want to, and you know, the FaceTime is just as good as any sort of video tour. And the sellers might appreciate just one person going into their home versus you know. The couple, their their kids. Some people bring the whole family sometimes. So, you know, you're kind of doing everyone uh, a service by just going in yourself and doing the the virtual tours. Yeah. What What about this one? Have you heard uh, from buyers like, "I should wait, right? I should I should wait it out." Right? Have you heard have you, you heard this one? Sure. 
Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? I know we, we talked a little bit about this with our team yesterday on a, on a virtual meeting. But what are your thoughts on that one? Listen, I think the most important thing during this time is since it is so unknown to everyone and everyone has such different levels of uncertainty with it, the best thing you can do is not push someone to do something that they don't want to do. If, you're, if your client is adamant about not going into properties or waiting this out, you trying to push them during a time where the, there's this much uncertainty is just not going to be good for your business. Now, a lot of smaller things have gone by the wayside, grocery shopping, you know, trips here and there, but something as big as purchasing real estate um, hasn't quite fallen off, you know, off people's radar, I don't think. I think people who want to buy are still going to want to go out and purchase. So that being said, I haven't seen a lot of people saying they're going to wait it out. Most people are just trying to figure out how to be as cautious as they can and still complete what they want to complete. Yeah, you, you got to be sensitive. No one, no one really knows. But I would I would use questions to really uncover the the real fears, the real concerns, sure. because what they tell you the first time may not actually be the real, right? And sometimes it takes two or three levels to get there. And you want to kind of have things that you can lead them to through questions, right? And so this weighted out one, one thought that you might want to get them to is, look. I wrote a bunch of contracts yesterday, or my team did, or, or other agents have, whatever. So I know people are still looking. Maybe there's some waiting it out, right? Maybe, maybe there's some. But, but if that is the case, you know, what do you think would happen in a month from now, two months from now, three months from now, whenever? If, if everyone gets back in and you have the normal demand at that time, plus you know, that accumulated time of people waiting it out. Now now you're going to have a lot more competition for your home, right? Yeah. So anyone who's ready to go, who's in a good financial position and was planning to start searching now anyways, I think it's a great time to do it, especially if you feel okay with the video tours or going into people's homes. Um, really, the, you know, the waited out, I think, comes down, if someone is very, in their mind, very further out from purchasing, maybe they want to increase their credit a little bit, this might be a good time to do that. You know, if you're if you're truly uncomfortable and want to see how things pan out, this is actually a really perfect time to narrow in your search a little bit more and work on those financial aspects that when you feel ready and the, or the time is better for you, you might be in a better financial position. Yeah, and, you know, I think the flip side of that is, you know, if you've got to sell your house for some reason, if you're moving or whatever it is, now is a pretty good time to have cash too, right? Yeah. Like, so if you're thinking about selling and wanting to wait it out, um, you know, it kind of depends what your plans are for that money. But by and large, if, if, if you have an asset that you're thinking about selling or you had on the market, like now's the time to, to have cash, to have credit at low interest rates, right? Yeah. So there's... Um, and if you're selling too, you know, you might ha you might see a decrease in the total number of traffic, but you know the people that are out searching for homes right now are the ones that are deadly serious. Yeah, that's that's another great great point. Is like people, it's kind of funny you use that term. <laughs> Glad to call deadly that. serious. <laughs> but um, if if you're looking for homes right now, if you're out looking for homes, if, if you're a buyer, you know, agent, listing agent, right, and people are talking about buying and selling, like. They're, they're pretty serious. Yeah, no, you're, you're not going to be taking out a whole lot of buyers who are on the fence thinking about it. And if you are, you're wasting your time. You, you want to be, this is actually a really good time to sift through your clients and kind of file and rank them of like who is the most motivated to go out and make it happen now and, you know, focus on those people. 
Are you a real estate agent with friends or clients moving to or from the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area? Send them to the number one team in the area. The Kerry Shell team will ensure they get world-class treatment and the best possible results buying or selling their home. The Kerry Shell team has the best training, systems, and marketing, and we proudly guarantee our results. To refer us business, call the Kerry Shell team at 703-589-9067 or go to referkerryshell.com. Yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit about you know what what you should be doing right now if you're an agent and you know you can't come in the office as much or meet people face to face like you know what what should you do? Well, I think keep the people that are in process in process. Yep, so so manage the pipeline, right? Manage your pipeline. I think you should make more contact. Maybe that's the wrong choice of words, but you know, this this could be phone, email, video calls, like business make, touches. Make more contact. Um, I think people are gonna respond more in these times. Like there's, you know, they they probably have more time right now. A lot of them. A lot of people are home. A lot of people are probably asking themselves a lot of questions about: Is it a good time to look? Is it a good time to refi? Is it a good time to sell? You know, people have a lot of questions about a lot of things, and real estate's always one of them. So. Um, the more we can help them and reach out to those people who um, you know, might be thinking this but not feeling proactive enough to call you, this is a good chance for you to show some value and proactively reach out to them. And, and you know, you can make it like non-obtrusive. You can, you can do videos and just send it through a video text message or through Facebook Messenger and just say, hey, I'm calling to check in, see how you're doing. Like, you know, manage your current pipeline, of course, but reach, use that time also to reach back out to your past clients, your sphere of influence. And um, the other thing I would do is I would, I would make, so I said more content or more contact, I would make more content as well. So yep. make, make more content, right? Document what you're doing. If you're doing a virtual tour, go live with it, right? Put it, put it out there. So more contact and more content. What kind of content are you doing right now to, to let the world know that I'm Drew Carpenter and I'm still out here? Uh, I'm still out here showing houses. Um, well, exactly what you said. Um, I, I do a lot through social media, so just letting people know that one, if your agent's not available to do these tours or they're not comfortable with it, uh, I am currently, so um, I, I will be doing virtual tours for anyone who might need some help or additional showing assistance. They don't feel okay going to the open house. Just you know, pushing a lot through Facebook Live and Instagram Live, and then mo- mostly through like email and phone. You know, I, I think the the best contacts are from people you've already helped, especially if you did a good job. They're going to be able to refer you to likely the you know the strongest people ready to buy or sell. But you're already going to have that warm transfer since you did a good job for them. So I think it's a great time to be calling past clients. Yeah, some more content. I think. Uh... You know, the other thing I'm going to say up here is adapt, right? You know, we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't, we don't know what changes from it will be permanent, which ones will revert back to normal. You got to adapt. Like, you know, learn how to use Zoom or webinar platforms and uh, have one-on-one meetings on these platforms. Have yeah. one-to-many meetings on them, right? Like, like take your buyer... Make your buyer seminar as a buyer webinar. People will appreciate it. Yeah, and and who knows? Maybe maybe more people will learn how to use and be on the other end of uh, virtual sales meetings. You know, I made a little training on YouTube for the team and shared that as well on how to do a virtual sales meeting on Zoom. But I I think 
you know, I don't, I don't know where this goes long term. I just know right now this is a good way to get in front of people and they're at home anyway. And, but maybe long term people are going to prefer this because it, it cuts off 30 minutes before, 30 minutes after to, yeah. to come in the office and meet. If, if it's a couple and one person's traveling for work, they can both be on the meeting at the same time. So there's, there's some pros and, and cons to it. And, you know, we don't know where it's going to shake out, but this could be something that helps your business now and a lot more later. Yeah. Uh, what, what other kind of changes are you doing to, uh, to adapt? Well, besides, again, I think you, you hit the nail on the head here with more contacts and more content because a lot of people are sitting at home. They're, they're going through Facebook and Instagram. You know, that's a great time to be putting out content. I think building brand at a time like this in a time of uncertainty is going to be more important than ever, real. I mean, obviously sales are important, but driving brand during this period is going to be uh, crucial to what people think on the other side when things kind of hopefully get back to normal. Yeah, I think I think uh, one last thing up here, right? So we got four. We'll, we got fifth one. I think you got to focus on your mindset, right? It's it's easy to get freaked out right now, and if all you ever did was turn on the news you might think the world's gonna end in, in like a week and we're all gonna vaporize. But, um, you know, there's there's bad shit going on, obviously. But, um, you know, I, I think it's the time to have a, a strong mindset. I think it's the time to produce more. Like, get up an hour early, don't sleep in, right? Like, what would one extra hour do per day if you multiplied that over 50 work weeks, right? That's 250 hours. 6.25 work weeks. Like, that's a lot, right? Like, if, if an agent down the street is doing, uh, if you got six more weeks in a year than him, you're probably going to do a lot more deals, right? Yeah, and that's a great time where, you know, because I, I think it's kind of inevitable for most people. They, they are going to have clients fall off. People are going to pull back. That's expected, and you have to expect that. And that's why, again, the more contact, the more content to supplement those people who are inevitably going to pull back out of fear. And I, I think that extra hour, too, in the morning, like, it, it gives you time to do a lot of things. And I know there's, like, a lot of gurus out there and uh, different formulas and all that, and they, they all can work. Like, that's not the point of them. But I think if, if you get up that extra hour, get your mind right, and start getting work done, like, that is so much—that time is so much more productive than the time if, if you— like sleep in or later in the day or if you're you know tired in the evening like that that morning time is really really powerful if you can use it right yeah it shows but, your clients you're working for them too and and i think if you if yeah if you get up and you know focus on the one or two things that you, you know are the most important and then right so 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 get up like set your goals set your intentions focus on the the the, the one or two big things and then like getting your uh emails or things that are most important that you have to respond to and, and get all that out, then like, you know, people are getting emails at like 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. Like they, they know you're for real, yeah. right? That's when I get most of my, my content, my writing done. And I, I think it's just, you know, it's not just like an extra six weeks a year. I, I think that time is like two, three, four times as effective as, as most people's like time later in the day. So that extra time I spend, you know, before eight o'clock helps me get done as much work in that time period, those couple hours, those few hours, as most people get in the whole day. I, I think you got a strong point there. And along with your word adapt right above it is 
There's no playbook for what's happening. Never had this before. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. It's like go through trial and error. Just figure out what's going to work for you for the next few weeks, few months. Hopefully it's not much more than that, but you know, we, we don't know. So you, you're going to have to adapt and just figure out a way to make it work and set financial expectations that, you know, things may pull back a little bit for you. You know, it's always nice to have a rainy day fund and just be a little bit more conservative with your money during these times. But I don't think, as you said, it's also a great opportunity. You know, you can't just sit back and wait for it all to happen. It's a great opportunity to capitalize on a, a shifting opportunity. It is. Any, anytime the market shifts or there's panic or fear, it, it's, uh, and I'm not saying this to be a shark or someone who's uh, wanting to take advantage, but anytime there's this kind of shift in the market, the people that can, can do these things, that can you know, manage your pipelines, put out content, keep a strong mindset, adapt and overcome, like these are the people that are going to like get ahead and stay ahead. Yeah. Like, I saw it, I saw it, you know, 11, 12 years ago, like the people that persisted throughout 2008, 9, a few years later, they were they were the ones that really really built up their wealth, their brand, and this this could be an opportunity to do that again. And if you know, if you're out there getting getting down on the situation or just know you the one thing you can control is your mindset, right? What kind of specific, any, just because just, I, don't, I don't know if we covered this earlier, but is there any like specific problem or issue you've, you've had in the last week or two since this has gone on with any of your buyers and that you maybe you overcame that and got them under contract? I haven't had any real buyers push back that are scared to go see houses or going to pull back and on their home search. You know, I've got a few that are kind of right towards the finish line. They're still out every weekend. We're seeing property every week. I do expect it to probably change in the next few weeks as we kind of see this, at least by the predictions, we should be seeing a little bit more of this happen. So for now, at least in my personal opinion, it has not really shaken my business a whole lot, but I'm expecting it to over the next coming weeks. But Yeah, but, but you're preparing now. I'm ready to adapt. I'm ready to make content. I'm ready to drive brand. And, you know, you got to just trust that what you're going to do is we're going to pay off on the other end. And from, from the team level, how has the, the team done in, in kind of adapting and making life better or easier for, for you guys during this situation? I think everyone's just teamed Putting up to make spot. sure that, no, no, I think we've all teamed up in a way to make sure that like everyone knows how to, like you said, you did the Zoom training calls, like everyone is still in contact with each other to make sure, even if, you know, I'm doing a webinar, but I'm having trouble, you know, getting it set up or whatever it might be, like I, the team is still there to help me like, make sure that everyone's technology is running straight. Because I think everyone on our team has, you know, offered up to their clients. They're like, hey, we can do webinars. We can do these video tours. You know, we're happy to keep your search going without you necessarily being there in person for it. So um, I think everyone just kind of helping everyone out. And that, you know, I, I haven't seen any sort of break in that team in that team mindset yet. Awesome. Well, we are staying strong, keeping a positive mindset and ready to adapt and, and overcome. And thanks for being on the show. Second time. On Second the show, time. Actually, one of our. Second one of time's our, a charm. One of our few uh, two timers on the show. Well, we'll have to make the third then. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Drew. You got it, Dan. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Views help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.